T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, our uh, next guest for many years has done a great job covering the Eagles in the entire National Football League. He does it for the ringer. You can follow his work at Shield Capati on Twitter. We'll get his assessment of the birds and also, of course, of the DeMar Hamlin situation. We welcome Shield Capati to the show. Happy New Year to you, Shield. Happy New Year, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good. Real good. Shield, let's start with the Hamlin situation, then we'll get to the birds. Curious your thoughts on if anything within the NFL will change. As re, as a result, as a re, as it relates to this uh, situation, any I mean, other than they got to schedule a game or not schedule a game and make a decision, do you think the league will change anything moving forward? Uh, I'm sorry, you mean in terms of the next few weeks? In terms, here, no, in we, terms of rules, in terms of padding, in terms of because I my theory is nothing changes. It's a remarkably unfortunate, horrific incident, but I don't think anything will actually change with the game, the way it's played, the way it's officiated. Do you agree? No, yeah, I don't think anything will change. I mean, this wasn't like a, a vicious hit. Yeah. You know? This wasn't a concussion. This wasn't Tua Tungabailoa uh, earlier in the season. I mean, this was a case uh, of cardiac arrest, which, you know, he gets up and goes down, which had all of us confused. And then you rewatch it. And I don't know about you guys. I'm rewatching it going, did I miss something? Maybe his head hit differently. Maybe mm-hmm. there was something with the neck that I didn't see live. Right. And that wasn't the case here. So, you know, I think in terms of protocols for what you do, um, at the stadium in these sort of emergency crisis situations, that might change uh, that kind of thing. But in terms of the games, the rules, the officiating, uh, I, I don't think it's that type of situation. I agree. Shil, what do you think they do with the uh, the floating game that may or may not get played? Um, it, I, I have a theory it, that they play it after week 18 and they push the wild card round back a week and they eliminate the um, the bye week before the Super Bowl. Do you think they do that or do you think they scrap the game? You know, it's a really uh, tough call. It's unprecedented. It's even, it feels, I'm sure you guys, it feels like icky to talk about, you know, because the guy is still in critical care. But, you know, looking at it, I'm sure they're having these conversations. If we're just looking at the game and the fairness of the game, I mean, it was a huge impact game. And so if you just scrap it, it really serves as a loss for the Bills. And what that would mean is that they don't get the, the bye in the first round and they don't get home field if they play the Chiefs in the championship game. And again, I, I, the importance is on Hamlin, but as you guys know, these guys work really hard and it means a lot to them and yeah. they put in a lot of work throughout the season. And so that's something the league has to consider, Joe. So uh, I kind of agree with you that if there's a way to get this game in and that's what everybody wants to do with the players are in the emotional state uh, to play it, 
that you kind of find a way to get it in. You know, I've seen even some people float that maybe you play it uh, after week 18 and you kind of delay the AFC playoffs for a week, but the NFC playoffs still start. And, And like you said, you have that week to play with in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Wow, that would benefit the, I'll just say, that would benefit the Eagles, that theory. If the Eagles get to the, I don't think they'll do that. But if they did that, and they would have a bonanza of TV because they would own every weekend in January. Um, but, you know, if the Eagles got to the Super Bowl a week before an AFC team did, I would find it hard to believe they would do that. Yeah, I mean, listen, the simplest thing would be to just say it's a no contest. You're not playing the game. Hey, it, it, it's tough for uh, Buffalo, but, the, again, it's an unprecedented yeah. situation, and you kind of just move forward and don't play the game. But if you're talking about competitive fairness, is that the fairest thing to do uh, for the Bills? No, it, it's not. But it's like you have to weigh all these things. It's, not, it's unprecedented. Shale, let's talk about the Eagles-Saints game tape that you watched. Why didn't this Eagles coaching staff offensively customize the offense to Gardner Minshew's skill set? It's a, it's a great question. I mean, yeah, they're still pushing the ball uh, down the field. They're still kind of trying to run uh, these RPOs. I mean, you know, the one sack, Cam Jordan is left unblocked and you're trying to run an RPO and the Saints are all over it. Obviously Minshew is not going to give you what Hurts gives you, uh, you know, in, in kind of in that respect in the run game. And so I don't know why they did it. You know, it's really the first time all season I can look at it and say, uh, I didn't like the game plan. I don't yeah. understand what they were trying to do. I don't think they adjusted well. And then to be honest, you know, Minshew was really bad in this game. I mean, he's really uh, a lot of things we kind of take for granted with Jalen Hurts, the calm, in the two-minute situation, the pocket management, even simple stuff. Like, they tried to set up that screen to Dallas Goddard, and, you know, Minshew throws it incomplete, and Goddard's saying, hey, throw it over, Cam Jordan. Don't throw it to the side. Like, I don't think that's happened with Jalen Hurts once the entire season. Uh, You know, the throws outside the numbers. When sometimes the Eagles' game plan has just been, hey, we got A.J. Brown, we got Devontae Smith on the outside, take the throws on the outside when they're one-on-one. Well, Minshew's arm doesn't really lend itself to doing that. And so, I, you know, Jalen Hurts doesn't have Patrick Mahomes' arm, but he certainly has a better arm than, uh, than Gardner Minshew. So those things really stood out in this game. Is this offensive line equipped to just do the standard pass protection thing? Because I, I have this theory that it's possible they didn't customize it to, to, you know, Gardner Minshew drop back and pass short pass game stuff because the O-line has gotten so away from just pass setting. They're, they're out of practice, and they're not good at that this year. How good are they as pass protectors? Yeah, they certainly run, you know, I hear what you're saying. They run less, you know, traditional drop-back passing game yeah. than most offenses in the NFL. You know, I still think they're good. I still think they're pretty good. You look at the six sacks, uh, at least two of those I'm putting on Gardner Minshew for his pocket management. One I'm putting on Miles Sanders. You know, he didn't pick up the blitzer. Yeah. One, like I said, with a failed RPO, and then you're playing with Jack Driscoll, which, you know, I didn't think Jack Driscoll was, like, terrible in this game. When you have a backup in the game specifically at tackle, you want them to just survive, and, you know, he had ups and downs, but certainly, you know, some of the stuff he's giving up there, uh, Lane Johnson is not going to give up, but at the same time, I wouldn't put Driscoll as, like, one of the two or three reasons why you lost the game. So um, we'll see what Lane Johnson looks like, assuming he's able to come back for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and assuming you, uh, assuming you have Jalen Hurts, I think a lot of those questions, a lot of those issues that you're bringing up are probably alleviated. Are you as concerned as I am about the way Dallas Goddard's playing when he's not running routes? 
You know, I th- yeah, I, I definitely remember at least one play, maybe a couple of plays there in the run game. I, I assume you're talking about with kind of his uh, his blocking there. Yeah. Tradition- yeah. Traditionally, he's been outstanding at that. So you know, he, there were some tough assignments. You know, I think he was going up against Cam Jordan uh, in the one there. And so, no, I wouldn't say I am concerned. I would say it's something that yeah, I did have a couple notes on in this game, but I do think we have a larger body of work that suggests. You know, that that's a strength and not a weakness of his game. How much of the lack of run calls, you know, a lot of people are up in arms, hey, just call runs and, and run them. How much of the lack of the run calls is due to the fact that we're running RPOs and the Saints dictated to us what we were going to do, run or pass? Yeah, I, I think there are times where they sh- they can just say, hey, you know, let, let's just r- run the football. We don't. I like the option stuff, honestly. I think more, you know, teams. That's a great tool to have there because you can, uh, you know, theoretically, you're always going to be right if you're making the right read. But I do think there are times, given the strength of their offensive line, you know, we saw that first drive of the second half. Yeah. We kind of just lined up, gas scheme runs, and they're killing the Saints. And so you say, why did they do that? earlier in the game now sometimes you look at it and the numbers don't tell the whole story like on that second possession of the game they had they run the ball on the first two plays they get to a third and one and they don't run it again and so when you're going three and out three and out three and out um it's hard to kind of find any rhythm and, and run the ball but I, I would agree with that assessment overall that i do think there are times where they can just say we don't need to option this we don't need to rpo this let's just kind of line up and run the football we've got the guys to do that Defensively for the Eagles, you know, our sack production has been incredible. But you pointed out, you know, Gardner Minshew was responsible for some of the Saints sacks. How many sacks were was Andy Dalton responsible for that the Eagles were able to rack up? I'm glad you asked that because no one else that I've talked to has mentioned that this week, and I, I think you hit on it. I mean, I had down two to three where Andy Dalton or even Taysom Hill just kind of panicked there. Mm-hmm. And they have options to get rid of the football, and they don't do it, and, and they kind of panic and give up a sack. So, yeah, I think they were two to three. Now, they had seven sacks overall. They've got the most sacks in the NFL, like you mentioned. It's a record-setting sack pace. And so, Hassan Reddick definitely earned uh, you know, earned two of them. Uh, Brandon Graham earned one of them. So, it was a little bit of both those things. You know, I just get the sense with this defense, and I know they only gave up 13 points, so I'm not killing them here, but – my sense all season has been when this D-line and this pass rush dominates, it's going to be a, a fantastic defense, a top five, a top ten defense. When that doesn't happen, I have questions. And so when you mm-hmm. face a good offense, I still am going to have those concerns, and people are probably tired of hearing me talk about it. But until I see them in the playoffs against the Kyle Shanahan, against the Dallas Cowboys team with Dak Prescott, perform the way they performed against some of these bad offenses, I just can't get all the way there with this hmm. defense that right. I fully trust them. Hey, Shield, the Giants aren't playing their starters on Sunday, right? I don't think so. I mean, I would be shy. I would be irresponsible, honestly, to, to do that. Uh, you know, they, they got nothing to play for, get those guys rested, um, unless they feel like they need to get a couple series. We see teams do that from time to time. But, no, I mean, I would be shocked if they played more than a couple possessions, and I would expect them to not play at all. All right, Shill. Good stuff, buddy, as always. Look forward to talking to you next week. Again, everyone follow Shill's work at The Ringer and uh, also at Shill Capati on Twitter. Thank you, Shill. All right, thanks, guys. Talk thanks. to you next you week. You got it, man. So here's a, an NFL note I noticed while we were talking to Shill. Jeremy Fowler, John, reporting. The commanders are expected to turn back to Taylor Heineke <laughs> as the starter for Sunday's uh-huh. season finale uh-huh. versus the Cowboys. 
but rookie quarterback Sam Howell is also slated to play. So uh, wow. Carson to the bench. Call me not surprised. Carson to the bench. James, what do you got in there, buddy? Yeah, good update uh, on the DeMar Hamlin situation. Ian Rappaport tweeting out, DeMar Hamlin's family, friend, mar- and marketing rep uh, was speaking with Cameron Wolf on the NFL Network and quote-unquote said, right now things are really in a positive direction. I can't speak specifically to it, but it's moving in a positive direction. So some good news wow. from the situation. Well, that is good news. That is really good news. Um, that's amazing, man. You know, we found out yesterday, and I believe it was after our show, because I think it was when the uncle was interviewed last night on a few outlets, John, that his his Hamlin's heart had stopped a, a second time. Apparently that's not true. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that, been was cla- back? that was clarified. Apparently it only stopped one time on the field. Oh. So that that was clarified earlier. Then there it is. Okay. 215-592-9494. But that's real good news. Things are trending in the right direction. Let's go to Dan in Philadelphia. Hi, Dan. What's up, boys? How are we today? Doing all right, man. It's Jimmy. It stopped once on the field, and then his uncle said it stopped once at the hospital. I know what his uncle said. This guy, the, the marketing rep for the family, came out and said, clarified it later. I can, I'll can read oh, it. I'll it find the exact tweet. Yeah. Um, go, go ahead, bud. Joe, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You lie a lot. Do I what? Lie. Do you lie a lot? I don't think so. I mean, I might have just lied right there, but I don't think I lie a lot. No, I hope not. I, I noticed that you're not when you really to, You're not supposed wanna... to steal, not supposed to lie. Like, Correct. You know, got, yeah. I noticed when you really want to press a point, you say, I'm not lying about this. Oh, it could indicate that's... you lie about everything else. Well, that's an interesting observation. I think it's one of those figure of speech things that you know we as humans do. But, uh, you know. All right. I just, wanted, I just want to make sure because I trust you. Not, not with a lot of things. but. That. Yeah, John. It, 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 so, it, so it, what it, do it, I, I say? Tough. Look, I'm not lying about it. guys. I mean, hold on. Hear me out here. Carson stinks. I'm not lying about this. I know what I'm talking no, about. No, no. Like, like you said about Norm today. You're like, listen. I'm telling the truth. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. I am not so, lying about this, which yeah. would indicate you lied about everything before. No, that. no. So I'll tell you why I said that in that moment. I remember that because I'm always wary to a certain extent. If there are people in the audience to think I'm making things up, like it's so absurd that Norm was just brought up and I literally had just watched Norm while it. sitting on the throne. That's why I, I was trying it. to I, cover I, I, the absurdity aspect of it. I was just, just asking, yes, Joe. Yeah. And do not give away your bathroom secret. Keep that to yourself. You know, it's private time. You don't want to go in there and, and uh, John mess everything me. up. And you're Understood. Be you already told that's, why I, that's why I found the new bathroom. All right, Dan, but, talk uh, to me. Listen, after watching the Eagles last week and realizing that I, I never, I didn't think that this coaching staff was kind of arrogant, but watching them try to make Gardner Minshew be Jalen Hurts, is there a possibility that even if Jalen's ready to play, they're just going to go with Minshew thinking that they can just still beat the Giants? You know, that is interesting. And I hadn't thought of it. If the Eagles feel the Giants won't play their starters, right? will they err on additional caution with Hurts? Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't like it. I hate that. I, me too. But well, I it depends. Like it, just, to be, just to be clear, though, guys, it depends on where – I mean, if Hurts is 100%, he plays. If Hurts is 90%, he probably plays. What if he's – I'm just going to make up a number. What if he's 83%? Look, I think what, I don't know. I think what Dable said, you know, the the, the coming around and and you know basically yep. saying the opposite of what he said after the game, which was we're just going to play. You know, this yeah. is a fun time of year. The way he talked, I do think that causes the Eagles front office to reevaluate things and reconsider that possibility. And by the way, because they are so cautious. No, I agree. And guys, to be very clear, obviously the odds makers and the betters. 
believe they're not playing their stars. Correct. I, I mean, it would not be a two-touchdown point spread if they thought the Giants were playing their real players. But, yeah. Dan, give me a big answer, man, a thing associated with a person. Listen, this is a real person, and it really happened. Uh, Jesus and the cross. Jesus and the cross is a good answer. There's no wow. question about that. So just that. to close that loop, uh, to the tweet, uh, it, again, Jordan Rooney is the marketing rep and friend of the family. Uh, through Coley Harvey on ESPN, per Jordan and DeMar's family, uh, this is a... Uh, Jordan wanted clarified on behalf of the family that there may have been some miscommunications in terms of the number of times DeMar Hamlin was resuscitated. There was only one instance at Paycor Stadium. Okay. So that was a mis- miscommunication. There it is. And I appreciate you clearing that up, James, because I'm sure a lot of people were thinking what— oh, I heard that last night, too. Yeah, and exactly. All that, so yeah. yeah. Okay, good deal. Let's go to Mark right now. Mark, you're on WIP. Yeah, nice info there, James. An asset to the show always. Always. Indeed. Yes. Hey, before I get to my Jalen Hurts point, it is absolutely unfair. Great idea yesterday. 100% agree with your idea. It's absolutely unfair for the NFL to call this a no contest. There's four teams that are involved in that decision. If it was just one team, or even if it was Buffalo and Cincinnati, and they went to both of them, and Buffalo said, look, we've got a bigger situation here. We're not worried about seeding right now. Do what you have to do. There are four different teams that are affected. You have to play that game. That's my point on that. I don't know what you think about that. Um. Look, I'm not going to say you have to. Uh, I'll say I think they should. Okay. And, and, right. and I'll tell you why I say that, Mark. The COVID year, I mean, obviously it's lingered, but 2020 was the COVID year. You know, we, we quite clearly found out that the NFL, and I think they made the right decision on this, by the way, was very willing to not be fair to achieve an end. And by the way, I, one of the things that was very controversial, people might not remember this, but John, you and I battled like hell on this one around August when we, or maybe it was even September, um, when we found out the season was happening, but that some teams were going to get to have 5,000 fans, some teams were going to get to have 10,000 fans, some teams were going to get to have zero fans. I remember Ray saying to us, Ray said, no way, you cannot have any fans in any stands if you're not going to have fans in all the stands. And I'm like, well, hold on a second here. I think if 12,000 people can enter for that community, I think, first off, it's good for hope for society. And and number two, I think we just get back to some normalcy. But so, you know, but the NFL just plowed ahead. So I'm not going to say they have to play it, but I'll say I think they should. Okay, yeah. I mean, you, you know my point on it. And, and it was great it. that you brought it up yesterday. I, You know, I, I uh, text a bunch of people, but, of course, I gave you credit for it, Joe, always. All right. <laughs> my Jalen Hurts point. Yeah. I never thought I'd be saying this before the year. I am not worried at all about this team going forward this weekend if he plays or the playoffs, even if he doesn't play and we have to go on the road. This is the most well-grounded young man I've ever can think of in sports, at least in recent history. I think he's got his act together. I think he'll be ready to go. I just think this guy has it all, everything. So I'm not worried really what iota about this guy i think he's going to be fantastic when he gets back on the field and even if he's yeah a well rough, I'll, okay so mark hold on you, huge believe in hurts and that's cool yeah. and i got a lot too but lane johnson avante sweat i mean cj gardner john yeah other big parts he's here, superman man. he's gonna make okay. up for that he's superman right. we'll find out mark give me a thing associated with a person all right, I got one. I'm not sure if this guy really existed. If he didn't, I have a backup. How about Lord Stanley in the Stanley Cup? Boy, that's a good answer that's right a great there. Answer. That really is. Yeah. 
Lord Stanley in the cup. So it's going to be Lord Stanley in the cup versus Jesus in the cross. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you love hockey, big recommendation, the Mark Messier autobiography. I'm reading it right now near the end. Phenomenal book. It came out, I think, in 2021. Covers all his years. Edmonton, the Rangers, the whole deal. Really, really good book. Let's go to Joe in Mayfair. I know he's a big hockey guy. Hello, Joe. Yes, love my hockey, except for this hockey. So I can't believe they won three in a row. But, uh, Joe, they're only like 13 points out of a playoff spot. They're creeping up. Yeah, <laughs> real funny. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's funny, Joe. I swear to God, today is the first time that I actually checked the standings in, you know, probably a month to actually assess where are they in relation to the playoffs. They're better than I thought they'd be right now. I didn't think they would double-digit games in the calendar year that we just <laughs> left. But um, getting to the NFL, and, and I actually believe Boomer Esiason is going to hit the nail on the head. I believe that because of the focus not being on football for teams to even prepare Monday, Tuesday, film room, because of this situation, I think the NFL is going to push Week 18 back a week, and Monday night's going to be Bills and Bengals, and they're just going to forget that week between the Super Bowl and championship game. So if that happens, I think that's the best solution is they just hmm. push everything back one week, and that makes it fair for every team. Uh, it doesn't hurt anybody. And well, here's the problem with that. You're, for lack of a better way to put it, inconveniencing 30 fan bases instead of inconveniencing two fan bases. It's what's best for the NFL. It's what's best for their players. You don't want to see more players get hurt that aren't mentally prepared to play the game. Maybe. It's, not a, it's, it's all about the players. But what's the argument that the Bills can go and the Eagles can't? Yeah, that, That's where you lose me. Well, no. If the Bills and Bengals just play this Monday, everything gets pushed back. I, I get what you're bet, saying. but Which that... actually benefits the Eagles because it gives Jalen Hurts an extra week to rest the shoulder. So, I mean, so, Bo- so Boomer's saying that this is something that he thinks could happen and should happen? Yes, that's all publicized that he believes yeah. the NFL is going to come out today or tomorrow and push everything back I mean, a week to get Look, I can't say it's a non-option. Team. It's an option. I just I... – Well, a lot of NFL players, Joe, are, are really mentally, you know, focused on yeah. this situation mm-hmm. and know. film room and going out there not mentally prepared to play a game. And, you know, it's also the, the last game that was played was Bills and Bengals. And I know. Why not play that game money? Just push everything back a week. It actually okay. is the easiest solution, but um, – Getting to the Eagles real quick, when the Eagles are mentally making mistakes on the field, it affects their physical play. And for the coaching staff, does not go back to just running the football. Is where the fan base, I believe, is more upset is they don't take the momentum back. When they do false starts or stupid penalties or turnovers, they try to put a square peg in a round hole and, and try over try to turn the game around by – too much wrinkles in their offense. Like this past Sunday, when you have your second time you're getting the ball, you're down 7-0, and you just have two games, game, uh, four rushing yards per pop, and then you do an RPO with Minshew, you're, you're trying to put a square peg in a round pole. Do what you can do to take the momentum back, and that's take the control, keep the ball. When we are losing time of possession, we don't control the clock. It seems like this team is not functional as well, oil machine and more things happen that shouldn't happen. Even the Cowboys game, four turnovers. We didn't control the line of scrimmage that game. We didn't control the clock. We had huge yeah. plays that game. So Look, the I think Eagles they get, they get, get pass happy. They do. They if, do. When Jalen Hurts has the ball in his hands and he controls what's going on, 
The defense is now controlled. The offensive line is now run blocking in RPOs for sure. the most part. All right, Joe, give me, and give they me are a, playing downhill. So if th- the Eagles do that, they, I don't. I'm not afraid of anybody in the NFL. Period. All right. A thing associated with a person. No, it's the light bulb and Thomas Edison. It's another big answer. We're getting a lot of good answers here today. Yeah, that's a big one. Hey, coming up, uh, it was just referenced by Joe what NFL players are thinking across the league as it relates to having to play. Uh, you know, so soon after the DeMar Hamlin situation. Well, what Devontae Smith said about that very issue when he spoke yesterday to John Clark, you'll hear that audio coming up next. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Sports in Philadelphia are awesome. You name it. Football, basketball, hockey. You want a great deal on tickets? Then the app you need is the Game Time app. Football playoffs are coming up, and the Game Time app has amazing deals. The Game Time app guarantees the lowest price and is the fastest-growing app in the U.S. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account, redeem the promo code WIP for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus Original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.